A common storytelling technique in movies, TV shows, books, all sorts of things is to start at the end and then show characters in all sorts of crazy predicaments and then rewind to find out how they got to that point. That's kind of what we do in Advent every single year. We start actually at the end and then we rewind and we find how we got to that point. The first Sunday of Advent, all of the readings are always these, what we call these eschatological, these end time readings, which might sound kind of strange, especially because the first Sunday of Advent is the first candle represents hope. And the reality is our culture very much, like when we think of like the end times, all these apocalyptic predictions, and I mean, I've lived through like, at, most of us have lived through at least two major ones, Y2K, everyone remembers Y2K, everyone thought that in the year 2000, that clock was going to strike midnight and the world was going to end. We're still here. But it was funny how people like prepared for that. They, some people hoarded and started buying all this stuff to prepare for it. And I'm like, if it's the end, what are you like saving up for? I don't understand that. Then some people did the exact opposite and they would like use up all their stuff. Well, it's the end of time, so I'm just going to use up all the things that I have, which that made more sense, but clearly we're still around today. Then fast forward to 2012, it was the end of the Mayan calendar, and again, some people bought all the things, some people used up all their things, and here we are, crazy to think, 10 years later, the world has still not ended. But I think it shows our culture's view of the end times and how it's going to be this very negative thing. But our readings and our view of those end times are the second coming of Christ, this long-awaited-for com second coming of Christ. This is not something we're supposed to be afraid of or to fear, but something we're supposed to be looking forward to. There's two ways we can view, kind of use the word hope. One would be, you know, I wish that this thing would happen. I'm really wishing for this thing in the future. But that's not the kind of hope that we're talking about during this first Sunday of Advent. No, the hope that we're talking about is a deep trust in that future event. I trust that this will come and I trust in that second coming of Christ. And the reason why we have this first Sunday on hope, trusting in that second coming of Christ, starting at the end, is because that's what makes the first coming of Christ make all the sense. Because if it's all about some guy who was born 2,000 years ago, and we're going to celebrate his birthday on December 25th, you know, he, he was a nice guy, he said some nice words, told us to love our neighbor, and that's, that's what we're celebrating. It's some nice guy was born. Then it's no different than when we celebrate George Washington's birthday, Lincoln's birthday, Martin Luther King's birthday. It's really just like, yeah, there was this nice guy who lived a long time ago. But that's not what we're celebrating. What we're celebrating and what we're preparing ourselves during this season of Advent is that come December 25th, we are celebrating the second person of the Trinity, the Word become flesh, becoming into the world. That's set in motion, this incredible event which we trust will happen in the future. Without the second coming, without that trust in the second coming, this first coming is a nice birthday. That's all it is. Some celebrating some nice guy who lived 2,000 years ago, who said some nice words. But that is not what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the word becoming flesh. And we have to be able to use this time of preparation to set our sights on what is most important. And so this week, this first week of Advent, that we celebrate hope and that trust in the second coming of our Lord. 
we have to be able to say, do I believe in my heart that that is what we're celebrating? That what is truly happening is looking forward in joy and hope to that second coming. That this event that we'll celebrate on December 25th set in motion something which is still yet to happen. And secondly, as our gospel says to stay awake, to really pray and contemplate if, because we do not know the day nor the hour when the second coming will happen, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a week, maybe in a month, maybe in a million years. We have no idea. We do not know the day nor the hour. But if it were to happen tomorrow, am I ready? Am I prepared? And it's not going to come through buying things or using things or anything like that. It's going to come through a preparation of the heart. What are the things that if tomorrow the second coming were to happen, what are the ways in your heart that you would not be prepared and it's not to be like, oh, no, I'm so afraid. Oh, what if the second coming comes tomorrow and I'm going to freak out because I'm not ready yet? It's to use this as a time of purification. All right, if the second coming comes tomorrow, what are the ways that I need to prepare? What are the things that I'm lacking to be able to trust in the Lord and say, Lord, I need your grace. I need your help. Help me to be prepared for your coming. Use this time, this week, Lord, how can I better prepare myself for your second coming? So that way I can fully recognize the gift of your first coming come Christmas Day. This time of preparation in Advent is a time to really celebrate, to set up our hearts to fully receive the gift that is the nativity of our Lord. It's not a time to be passed over and skipped over and seen lightly. We have to prepare our hearts so we might hope entirely in that second coming to rejoice with him come Christmas Day.